I'm Kristen. And I'm Keontae. And, and you're, you're listening to, to the, the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. Podcast. Dang, I messed Tune. that one up because I said tune. <laughs> but y'all, y'all, y'all get it. Y'all That's listening. So to, y'all listening to the Crafted Podcast. Well, what's up, everybody? Um, thank you guys for tuning in with us another week, another episode. Um, we're glad that you're here because, you know, there's a ton of podcasts that you could be listening to. There's a ton of relationship podcasts that you could be listening to, but you're here listening to us and, and we appreciate that. We don't want to take that for granted. We do. We're glad you tuned in. Tuned is like for sure like an 80 year old term, I think. Nah, you got to tune like, in. And I'm listening to some tunes. Oh my you know? gosh. I don't think it's, it's not like tune in the sense of like, oh, I'm listening to my tunes. Yes. Let's snap our fingers it's just what to you're these t- tunes. It's, just, it's what you're tuning into. It's what you're in tune with. Okay. You know okay. I, mean? okay I, could, I could understand that. So that's how that is. So how's the week been going for you so far? The week has been going good. Like it's been hot as heck. I tell you that much. Yes, my um, it has been hot. It was like for sure 107 degrees today, and I was like not feeling that. But um, my kids in my school district have started school this week. Mm-hmm. We are one of the last districts to start, and so you know that's different. But um, yeah, it's cool. It was my first day with the kids starting, and so wasn't bad. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, other than it being hot, like it's it hasn't been like too busy at my job. Um, for those that are maybe listening for the first time, my wife she's a school psychologist, so that's why she's talking about school and her kids starting. Um, me, I'm a yes, graphic. Yes, I'm yes. a I'm a graphic designer. Um, so we have like two. Our 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 careers are just like. Is that polar opposite? I don't know if that's polar opposite. I don't know, but they're just just different. different. It is different. (laughs) Yeah, they're just very different. But for me at work, you know, for the past week, it's been kind of like busy. Like we have like a bunch of projects that kind of had like close deadlines. And like for a couple of my projects, like I didn't have all the information to like get my project ready before the deadline. So like that's the worst. Yeah. So like today, like today I finished one. Well, we'll see if it's finished. I put it in for review and then we'll see what the higher ups say about it. But I mean, all in all, it's, it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty okay week. Okay. That's cool. That's good to hear. So good weeks on both ends. That's, you know, we can't complain over here. We can't complain today. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our, I guess, our first unofficial segment, which is our our deep, our deep and deeper segment, which is when we pull the car from our game. What is the game called? Oh, this, let's get deep. I was gonna say this is deep. It's called Let's Get Deep. Um, this is a card game that just gives you random assortment of questions um, to ask each other, and then you answer them. All right. Okay. So today's question is: What do you spend? What do you spend most time thinking about, and why? What do I spend most time thinking about and why? So probably I spend the most time thinking about my kids, okay. to be honest. And why? Because once you become a mom, like your kids, I mean, you seriously cannot get them out of your head. And so I just spend so much time thinking about how to parent you know the right am i making the right decisions how they're doing all that and so it is a lot oh i also want to give a disclaimer that i am a little bit sick so listen it might be a cough attack some wheezing i don't know all the above it's not COVID though so we good on that on that end it's not like some bronchitis or something yeah, I'm for sure wheezing. <laughs> like you know, I, I might have to. I might have to go to the doctor soon. But I got time for that. Oh my goodness! So, what was your answer to the question? What do you spend the most type time thinking about, oh, and it's why? Sex. I think about sex all the what? time. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I mean, no, nah, I do be thinking about sex all the time. I'm a man. Well, I just like sex, but nah. But honestly, no, honestly, my my answer is probably in line with yours, but it's just adding you to the equation. Like, I think about just y'all all the time. I think about you and the kids all the time, and like more and more. If we want to get like more specific with it, just like our future, you know. Okay. I'm always thinking about like what I'm doing right now or what I can do right now. That is going to better our future or make our future, your, you and the kids' future, much more comfortable. Yeah. You know what would make me much more comfortable? A million bucks. If we won the lottery, hey, we think alike. Great minds think alike. Oh, man. A million a hit right now. Man. I'm talking about a hit. Yeah. Ooh, I, don't even, man, I don't even need a million. If, somebody, if, if I just find 5,000 right now, 5,000 a hit. 
Uh, five thousand ain't gonna do nothing. Five thousand. Five thousand a hit. That's, we'll a, have, that's a nice little trip somewhere. We could have, but we five thousand extra above the money we're already making. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I was yeah. like, five thousand is like nothing. Man, if, so, if you somebody dropped off five thousand right now, that's a nice little trip. Just think, me and you, we ain't really, we haven't had a, like a trip by ourselves, like a little get it, like a real good getaway. In a, in a while. while. It's been a day. Are we just like Bruh. twin today or what? Are we so, in sync? That's a good little trip. That's a good little where where are you where are we going with that five thousand? Um cruise? No. We are going to Turks and Caicos. Okay. Or Africa. That. You think like Morocco mm. or what's the Seychelles? Seychelles. 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 How do we? How do you actually say that? I think it's Seychelles. I feel like it says seashells. <laughs> nah, it's an actual. I think it's why well, I say Seychelles because it's an actual actress. Her name is Seychelles. Like how you, how you, uh, how it's spelled like the country. So that's why I just. I guess figured I'm that ghetto because listen, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but yeah, so all right, let's hop into our forever segment. And you're the one who came up with the topic today, so I'm excited. Yeah. I don't even know what it is, so let's see what this. Well, this is going to be us. good because this is something I found on the internet, and I thought it was interesting. Really, this must have been God reaching out to me because this post was made by somebody named Je- John A. McDonald. <laughs> so I said, "Oh, okay, okay, that's that's it." Is that your brother? Nah, this, this cousin. This, this a pastor, John A. McDonald the second. Matter of fact, so, but his post reads. As a pastor that counsels couples, I noticed seven patterns within couples who made it, and here they are. So I figured that I could go through the patterns that he names, and we can just kind of briefly discuss like what we think are like our experience if with we have that, that experience with that pattern. Okay, I like that. I All like right? that. <clears throat> and so the first one it says number one, they were friends. They genuinely enjoy spending time with each other. They were excited to come home to each other and catch up after a long day. They liked doing the little things together, and friendship was the basis of their relationship. Definitely. That's that's us all the way. Yeah. I, I think a strong foundation of friendship is important because, like, like who wants to hurt their friend? Number one, you want to please your friend, mm-hmm. you know, and... I just think a friend is so important. I don't know. Well, I don't even think it's that. I think, why, I mean, that's a good, but I think really the base of the friendship is because when you have a friend, your friend is somebody that you want to hang around with. There's so that's many true. There's so many couples I've seen, I just be like, y'all, they're a couple? Because it's just Absolutely. like, so, it's just like, so do like, y'all like each other? Yeah, or? it's so awkward, like in their interactions and just them like being around each other. You know what I mean? Like me and you, like, you ever see them couples like they just never tell like jokes or just... It's just like business as usual, like all the time. I'm just, just like, dry. Yeah, like but, each you other. Know, <laughs> but maybe that's their personalities. I don't know. So you just got to be compatible. Maybe they're friends and their weirdness. I don't know. I don't know. It's just very strange. But yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Like you got to be a friend with you got to be a friend with your spouse before they become your spouse. A friend with benefits. Well, yeah. When, you, the, when you're married. Then you get, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have a friend of benefits when you're married. But yeah, I think that's a golden. All right. So his number two pattern was they had been through really dark times. They had all been through really difficult periods where they were at a crossroads and even had second thoughts. But they chose to stay together and work through it. This established trust. Well, yeah. I feel like if you're in counseling, usually then it's because you've been in dark times. And so mm-hmm. all the couples that he is seeing has probably had some dark times. And, you know, but dark times can vary. I feel like when people hear dark times, they automatically, like, go to... Um, like the edge of divorce? Like, no, like cheating or, oh, okay. or abuse or something like that. But dark times could be, like, like what we're going through, you know, the loss of my brother or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, a, a loss of a job or things like that. And so dark times could be anything really. And so, but yeah. I, I do agree that it, it, as humans, we're all going to go through dark times. And so in a relationship, you guys are going to battle those times together. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that reigns true for us and probably for all the other couples out there. 
Yeah. Well, I'm pinpointing because he said that, um, you know, they chose to stay together and work through it. And, bruh, like, once you've been married for so long, and, like, our marriage is kind of a testament because, bruh, well, not everybody's marriage is like this, but, man, I know for me and I know for, like, a bunch of other married couples I know, that first year of marriage, <laughs> boy, that first year of marriage, like, it'll, you, when you get towards, like, it'll the, eat you alive. Yeah, okay? when you get towards the ending of that, like, year, boy, you, you, you low key be, like, in a dark time because you, like, what? What did I sign up for? It's like you go into, like, you have this, or at least for me, I know I have this, like, image of just this, like, honeymoon, like, Disney type of marriage. And then once we got married and, like, moved in with each other, like, you really, reality starts to set in. Not that, like, everything is horrible, but it's just. Your expectations are not, they're not. They're not what is going to exactly. be the truth. Exactly. And so I think that us as humans, like, we kind of wrestle to grapple with, like, the reality of that and, like, just trying to maneuver through that. And it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard. Like, you're literally bringing two people, two different worlds, you know, two different upbringings in under one house and to, to unify them. So, like, you're going to butt heads and you're going to not see eye to eye on things. But just like he said, what really matters is how you work through that. Absolutely. I completely, completely agree with that. And I just think that, you know, it just really is how you work through it together. You know, you got to just keep going, keep pushing forward, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm in agreement with that, babe. Yep. All right. So number three was they made light of each other's quirks. They appreciated and acknowledged the quirks in each other. Even if they were at times annoying, they made light of them and were never hyper hypercritical. Yeah, I think that that's an important part of marriage. And I think that sometimes when you first get married, those quirks can really (laughs) get on your nerves. And certain things are going to get on your nerves. But I just feel like if it's not a deal breaker, then let it go. Mm -hmm. And in order for it not to like drive you crazy, you do have to make light of it. You know? I'm curious. What's what's a quirk of mine that you have to... That you had to maneuver through. Oh my gosh, that he does that ghetto snorting that people be doing, like that when their oh nose is gosh. itching. I'm like, what is that? I still, oh my god, it's scratching your throat. I'm I telling do not you. like that. Know. Like, take an allergy pill. Like, go to the doctor, see an ear, nose, and throat doctor. I don't know, but we got to figure that out because that's not cute. I don't know the science behind it, but I'm telling you, when I do that, plus wait, first off, you got to do the. <laughs> Oh you my have to gosh. do that, right? Please you don't do that, that first. Please but then don't you turn us off, y'all. Yeah, but then sometimes you gotta like to scratch hear. your ear while you're doing it. Oh my goodness, man! I don't know the science behind it, but it's doing something. It's something reacting with something and just curing whatever's going on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you do have to make a light of the a lot of the quirks, and you just have to look past them. And nobody's perfect, like you know, like we yeah. all have some some quirks, flaws, all of that stuff. And so I think it's like really important to remember that you're not perfect either. So for everything that every issue that you might find in your partner, there's an issue that they could find in you too. Mm-hmm. And so I try to I try to remember that. And you know, if your partner be poking fun at your stuff, then go on and poke fun at theirs. That's not the right advice, but that's the advice I'm given. Yeah. Like, you know, like people be like, oh, you need to go work out. But then they got a big old ball head with their hairline halfway back. Oh, my gosh. Or <laughs> I'm the worst. Huh? Yeah. OK. I got a full head of hair, by the way. Or or, <laughs> you know, anything, anything, you know, they feet might stink or something like I mm-hmm. don't know. Everybody has something. Okay. Well, I mean, I just think it's just interesting because, I mean, I think I think it is good what he's talking about because it really highlights the differences. And just like I said, like you have these are you have two people from two different worlds coming together. So there's going to be some things that you were raised to do and, you know, you might do. And there's some things that I was raised to do that I might do. Like, for example, I mean, it's a, you know, a tale old as time where like. Okay, do you put the ketchup in the refrigerator or do you put it in the pantry? Or do you put the, you know, do you put this on that or or, or you not? You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. always different things and you know ways that people were raised different. So, I just I just think it's just an interesting thing. Definitely. All right. So, number 4, he said they let each other be themselves. 
there was a base level of respect and admiration for each other rather than a desire to change each other. This freedom brought out the best parts of each of them. I think that that is, I think a lot of these are something that you grow to do, you know? You don't necessarily start off doing those things, but Mm -hmm. this is something you learn to do over time. And so um, can you repeat the first part of it again? Um, There was a base level of respect and admiration for each other rather than a desire to change each other. Yeah. And so I think that like, you know, like sometimes people think that they could get married to somebody and change them. However, that's not true. Like there's things that you could refine and things mm, like that. And there's things that you might be able to mold a little bit, you know. But the basis of their character is who they are. And so believe them when they show you who they are. And really, you just have to be accepting of who that person is. And so, but I don't think that people automatically enter a relationship doing that. But that's something that you have to do because you're going to be bumping up a, against a brick wall trying to change somebody into something that they're not, you know? Mm, that's good. And so I just think that acceptance is key, honestly. And just have your deal breakers, like I said. And if it's outside of your deal breakers, then. I mean, if it's not inside of your deal breakers, then it's something that you could talk to them about or work on. But if it's their true character, then you just need to you do need to accept them for who they are, as long as it's not detrimental to them, you or the family. Yeah. And I think also, too, like it's good to remember it's good that you say that, because oftentimes a lot of people do get married with like the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna get married to this person and like have them conform to what I want to do. Especially like men, I think men go go through that problem a lot because they want to marry someone and then like they they have this like idea in their mind like, oh, I'm gonna be the man. Oh wait, not and like so you know I'm gonna pretty much like for lack of a better word like rule this family. Yeah, you know I mean, and we're gonna operate this way. But like you're going to just you're going to continue to run run up into problems in your marriage if you continue to have that type of outlook. The best thing for you to really do is to know what attracted you to your spouse, because it's their individuality, you know, in the beginning to begin with, with what even got you to this point of getting to the altar and getting married. And you want to try to cultivate that as much as possible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you're married, like, for instance, like me and my wife, like, I think we're kind of total polar opposites because I'm more of like the extroverted artsy like going out doing open mic nights type stuff or whatnot and And you would think it was the opposite but it's really not because people always think that you're so reserved and shy (laughs) and all that stuff and i'm like really it's the opposite like does she don't even like going to live concerts with me oh my god absolutely not and i love live concerts like live music is just everything but yeah like we're total polar opposites and i can't just like try to like charge her to just be something that she's not i rather much just continue to you know just experience her and for who she is you know i mean and for us to just cultivate our relationships in the parts um in the areas where we can cultivate it together and then for the other parts just to experience the individuality of your spouse and enjoy them in that wow that was poetic he always so poetic (laughs) i mean hey it is what it is. you really are (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) All right, all right. Go, go spit some bars Number, for us. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> Number five says they fought. They got on each other's nerves. They fought and they were frustrated with each other at times. But they knew how to navigate conflict, bounce back, and move forward. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, what? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just trying to see what you want to say. What, what you going to say to that one? I mean, that that's a, that's a lot. And obviously, most couples are going to fight. I have heard of those couples that never fight. And I'm like, wow, must be nice. Mm-hmm. But, woo, yeah, this one for real. They fought. We don't fight so much anymore, but we did do a lot of fighting. And we did do a lot of figuring out, um, particularly in our earlier years. Really, in the first five years is when we did mm-hmm. most of the arguing, mm-hmm. most of the resolving. And I feel like the last uh, the, the last five years have been the most growth and the most um, changing of personalities and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, 
and really working with each other. And so I do, I really do uh, relate to that. Yeah, I think it's good that he listed this. They fought. The only thing that I would add to this or like kind of I would kind of, you know, ratify is that not only did they fought, but they learned how to fight. Oftentimes people get into relationships and they just kind of mimic like fights that they've seen. Like maybe their parents used to argue or somebody other another relationship that they saw, they would argue and it would be like a lot of low blows going on. You know what I mean? Right. And so oftentimes people get into relationships and they just emulate like what they see or what they know, what they think they know how to do. But when it comes to fighting, because you are gonna in your relationship, I don't I don't really care who your relationship it is. Even the even the couples that say we never fought, they might have never like had blowouts, but I'm sure they've came to a head where they've had disagreements or something that one person didn't agree with that the other person did and i think that it really comes down to you learning exactly how to fight the right way with your spouse you know what i mean um you know not going for the low blows not just being total disrespectful you know in a disagreement and you know things of that nature but really learning how to communicate with each other learning how to even apologize learning how to apologize learning how to just and a proper apology not that i'm sorry but yeah 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 learn learn how to give a proper apology even learning how to compromise like all of this is just this is why marriage is just so multifaceted like there's so many parts and moving parts in marriage just to make it successful and just to get to that stage where you say like you know we've made it or we're making it so yeah i think that's i thought that was a good one all right number six says they had difficult conversations they communicated regularly and were open to each other's perspectives. They didn't cope by avoiding or denying. Emotional regulation regulation was present, so conversations rarely became explosions. Mm, I don't know. I well, this well this is this is our Achilles heel, our communication. Yeah. But I, like I said, I, our communication is much in year in year thirteen is much better this year than it was years one through five yeah and i feel like um most disagreements that we have are not real disagreements like we don't have big gigantic disagreements yeah and we mostly even though we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things we mostly don't disagree on a lot of things either like the foundational big things you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's a that's that's a loaded one honestly that's a loaded one and so i just feel like we don't have we don't have a lot of disagreements like that to be honest Mm -hmm. but when we do have a disagreement then i don't know we still that's that one yeah we're still we're still working yeah i mean i think that's a i think that's a good thing with marriage is that even when people look at our marriage like us getting married at 19 and like i said 13 years later we're still here and we're still moving forward but it doesn't mean that we figured everything out it doesn't even matter if you're in a 30-year marriage like you really haven't figured everything out. You have a lot of experience, but there's also still learning involved in that because people continue to evolve. Your relationship continues to evolve. And so in turn, like your communication, you know, has to evolve. But that goes back into like our our, our last podcast when we we're just talking about the love languages. You know, you got to kind of learn your spouse and like, you know, know know how to communicate with them properly know what ticks them off knows you know know how to soften their their heart and soften the blow on things and it's just really learning your spouse so i I mean i think that's what really you know goes into these the conversations part that he's talking about and the communication but like i said we're we're still a work in progress so definitely still a work in progress (laughs) we still like look this pot this podcast serves as us um communicating regularly like you said communicating regularly and open to each other's perspectives yeah that's what this podcast was built and designed to do is a communication piece for both of us yep so i agree all right now the last one number seven it says that they had boundaries with family They put the relationship first and had clear boundaries with family. They didn't vent to them about issues or make decisions based off of what their families wanted. They did what was best for their partnership together. Yeah, I do. I feel like our our family is already pretty. Both of our families are pretty like stay out of our relationship for the most part. Mm-hmm. But also, we didn't start off our relationship doing a lot of venting because it was us against the world kind of thing. <laughs> so, like, 
neither one of us wanted to hear people talking about something I, I told, told you. you so. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we <laughs> literally kept most things to ourselves. And I think we kind of set that precedent. Um, I mean, I do talk to my family occasionally, but nothing that is like really about nothing serious because I just don't want to hear I told you so. And I feel like most of the time when you're going to talk to your family, you already know what they're going to say. And I feel like my family in particular is really level headed. Like they know that most of the time they're, they know like who, what is right and what is wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they are pretty even kiltered and level headed in that. And so we haven't really had to set any um, firm boundaries, but I mean, I don't let nobody, anybody talk about my husband, but the thing about it is if you start talking about your husband to family members and they think that they could talk about them too, but I don't, I don't allow anybody to speak negatively uh, about him and I don't really talk negatively about him to my family. Now to friends, how I talk to my friends, that's different, Mm. but family you know i do keep my family out of the loop and because family loves you so fiercely you know it's like unconditional like yeah and then you might have forgiven him for something or you might have forgiven me for something but then family is looking like looking with the side eye like oh nah like, girl didn't you just tell me that right or didn't you just didn't you just tell me that she was and so i don't tell know. my family a whole bunch of things that's i feel like that's what friends are for you know Oh, okay. But if it was something serious, like I always told him, when I go to my family, just know we headed for divorce. I used to tell him that back in the day. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember. But like if I go to them about something, then it's going to be very serious. And, you know, but, you know, we're going to be together forever. So that should never, ever come up. But But I think also a good component, like in our relationship with our families, is that our family... um, we have like a a great rapport with both sides of our family because you always hear those stories about people that be like, man, my mo- I just I just do not get along with my mother in law, my or, monster in law. Yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. But like on both of our sides, like my with me, me with your family, you with my family, like it's just all gravy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it really is. It's just such a it's just such a good relationship. Like I couldn't this like. I just I hear everybody else's like experiences with the you know their spouse's side of the family and it's either be like not welcoming or just be kind of cold and awkward and I'm just so glad that you know our situation is not like that like we can have family parties and my family come and then your side of the family come and everybody's like mingling together as if like we all just grew up with each other and you know what I mean yeah um, so I think that also helps with us too like we just have a great family we don't have. You know, there's really nobody in our family like, mm, let me just let me pull you aside and just tell you, you know, what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing. And don't trust them on that one. Or, you know, you shouldn't be trusting her with blah, blah, blah. Like, we just don't have that. So exactly. And even with our kids, too, when they watch our kids and stuff, listen, when they over at your house, then as long as they safe, we don't care. <laughs> So yeah, but that is the end of uh of, of my seven questions with with Pastor John A. McDonald the second. Let me put make sure I put the second on there. So I thought that was some good. I thought those were some good points. Um, like I said, that popped up on my timeline. I don't even know how it popped up on my timeline. I don't follow him. Like I went and checked out his profile. I don't follow him. There's nobody else. Like no mutual friends that follow him. It just happened to get on my feed. So I was okay. like, huh. yeah, interesting topic. I like yeah. that. I like that. So, let's transition to our roots and bloom. I feel like I have to have a special voice to say that. Mm. Roots and bloom. Is it because I be saying let me, it's let a me hear lifestyle for my lifestyle session? No, you say, what'd you say? It's our, it, you it, say, it, it, it. Your, you have your poetry voice. It's our forever segment. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, my, my okay, voice is let always me hear like your, that. Let me hear your best roots and bloom segment. You're now tuned into the Crafted Podcast, and this is the Roots and Bloom section. Okay, what's the what's Barry White? Ain't that nah, I name? got that. No, I got not that. Barry White. The Art LeBeau. You got this that is Art LeBeau. Art LeBeau. Now I got that Theo ninety two point three to beat. I, I don't remember. Man, yeah, that's that's um that's for my nineties babies. If y'all remember that. Okay. You didn't listen to ninety two point three to beat with Theo. Ninety no. 
No, I listen to K Wave oh and One Hundred. Okay, here, here, here. Off the top to of my head, if you've ever watched Waiting to Excel, the opening of that okay, movie okay, is okay. Theo talking. Okay, that's that, that's that's about right. So, yeah. Okay, so anyways, our uh, topic today is going to be technology. Okay. With these kiddos, so as you know, iPad time and tablet time and all the technology is booming. Is not the same as when we were kids. These Heck kids no. today, they don't want to play outside. Okay, they want to get on their iPads and their tablets. So there is a lot of uh, ne- there's a lot of positivity in in um, technology, but there's also a lot of negativity. Mm, it's a downside technology. to it. Yes, the downsides. So what do you think are the downsides? Oh, that the kid man, kids become zombies when they be on them tablets. It's like they zone out. So I'm guessing like their attention span, something something negative with their attention span happens. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So it affects their attention span. It can affect their physical health. It can affect their social development. It can affect um, basically a lot of things. It can affect their ears. It can affect their motor skills, Hmm. all that stuff. And so basically um, they're finding that the new kids starting kindergarten and starting school, it's harder to keep their attention and it's harder to keep them engaged because they're so used to at the click of a button being able to see what they want to see, being able to do what they want to do, and spending hours doing that. And so that's how their attention is uh, being affected. Their social development is being affected because basically they're not interacting with other kids. You mm-hmm. know, they're they're not being a, they're not being taught to emotionally regulate. They're not being. Um, taught to uh, have conversations proper conversations they're uh, developing the way that the cartoons act they're starting to act like the cartoons you know they acted like Peppa Pig and uh, what's the other little bat one Caillou so they're acting like that instead and they're not um, making real friends or doing any any of those things, and then on top of that, their physical development is being impacted because they're not going outside to play. They're not exercising those those uh, gross motor skills, and they are getting them fine motor skills together with the swipes and stuff. But they're not, you know, practicing the regular writing and all those things, and so a lot of things really can be impacted. It's affecting kids' sleep. And so when they sleep, they, you know, the screens and the lights from the screens, it impacts their sleep. It's causing vision issues and dry eyes. I went to the optometrist recently and she was saying that she could see the difference in the kids' eyes these days and that people's more kids are having to um, get lenses earlier and glasses earlier and contacts and their eyes are dry from rubbing and all those kind of things. I believe it. And so literally there's a whole, whole host of issues. And so um, really what's recommended is like 30 minutes to an hour per day. But most kids are spending at least two hours per day. Dang. Yes. Two hours is a lot. That's but that's see, that's what parent like the two hours, that's the parents that are like they're letting the tablet watch their kids pretty much. Yeah. A lot of people use it as, like a lot of people use like the tablet and like the TV and stuff as a deterrent to just like really having to parent the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Back in the day, you know, your kids just be jumping up and asking you for stuff or wanting you to do stuff with them or want to go outside and play. So people just sit their kid in front of the tablet and parents feel like, ooh, okay, they're gonna be on their tablet. I got like two hours low key to myself. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, and usually in that time, you know, you're working on skills with your kid and not even like consciously working on skills. You know, you're working on, you know, behavioral regulation at times when your kid is throwing a tantrum. You say, hey, like, you know, use your you could use your words. This is what you say when you need that, you know, but kids are missing out on those skills. And so kids are even showing like 
cognitive delays, academic delays, and all types of delays. And kids are not speaking as soon as mm. um, as early as they should be because parents are not engaging in that conversation. And so a lot of the time, while your kids are on the tablet or whatever, then you're on the tablet or you're just getting some free time and stuff. But it's just important to remember everything in moderation, you know? Yeah. And so some of the things that we've been doing are we limit their tablet on the weekdays to 30 minutes per day. There is no extensions on weekdays. We do not allow extensions. Um, on the weekends, though, we tend to kind of do unlimited and but we still do other things within the day, like we go outside, you know, and mm-hmm. we might go out to eat or whatever, you know, our our regular schedule. But you know, kids really need the one on one time with the parents. They need that time to bond. They need that time to learn those necessary skills. And so it's just really, it's just really interesting how it works out that way. Yeah, and I think it's uh, the most interesting part to me is that like. Technology is just really a gift and a curse because we're just privy to a lot of information, especially like going back to the 90s, like when, you know, computers weren't like all available to everybody. Like we're just really living in an age where where information is just at our fingertips. So on one end, like technology and tablets, they could help your kids, like get them more a little bit more advanced, you know, and knowing things and, you know, in the earlier. But then on the flip side, it's just like you said, like they could low key become zombies or it creates just a, you know, it creates a type of what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh dependence? No, nah, not a dependence, like a separation. Okay. It it creates a separation. Yeah, it creates a, a separation between you as the parent and then the child because, like, at that two hours where you could be, like, I don't know, reading with your kid, coloring with them, really bonding with them, you've now replaced that time that you can use with them on a tablet. And also, too, I, I, would, I feel like our generation is just a little bit more busier because now we're in the generation where, like, most two-parent households, the both of the parents are now working. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Where it didn't back in the day it used to be like either stay at home mom or stay at home dad in some cases. And they were getting that bonding and that love, you know, at a higher rate than it is now. Because oftentimes you get off work or not get off work. We get home, pick up the kids. We got like maybe two and a half hours with them. You know what I mean? Right. And you really want to maximize on that and not just set them off to the side and let the YouTube and the apps on the game you know, raise them. And that's another thing too, because all that idle time that you give your kids with that tablet too, you know what I mean? Every, you know, for some kids that might open them up to a new world where you're on YouTube or they're on YouTube or something like that. And they might click on a video that sends them somewhere else. And now they just learning like crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I was actually just literally thinking about that is that like, you know, the parental control. So a lot of parents are not monitoring what their kids are doing are on iPads and tablets and all that stuff. And not that you want to shelter your kids so much, but you want to be there so you can have those conversations when things come up or when things that are against the way that you're teaching and raising your kids come up. And so I think that's really important. And then um, one of our kids, Autumn, she just used to end up on some weird that's stuff. Man, so like, we how had you to, get here? So we had to take off YouTube and add it YouTube Kids. And then she still was ended up on weird stuff. Bruh. I'm like, why is Elsa in jail? And <laughs> what? And, yeah, and, Elsa in jail. And and Pocahontas <laughs> is the police. And like, like, what is going on? And so I ended up having to like pick and choose the videos and approve and choose the videos that they are able to see. Because also she had like a like a um, like an inclination to like perseverate on it and just talk about it over and over again and and just dream about it and I'm like okay girl you're obviously not at the emotional level and the maturity the mature emotional maturity level to be able to watch just anything you know Mm -hmm. and so I just think it's important to monitor your kids and this is not to say that like oh 
letting your kids binge tablet or whatever for a day is it's not going to ruin them two days is not going to ruin them three days is not going to ruin them a week is not going to ruin them like if you've done all this and you have let the tablets raise your children you know it's not going to be the end of the world however you know it's just something to be conscious of and start dialing back that time a little bit you know it doesn't have to go from two hours to zero minutes in one day. But instead of two hours, let's go down to an hour and a half or, mm-hmm. you know, add an extra 30 minutes of personal time where you're going to connect with your child. And so let's not be unreasonable because we all need a break. Some days it's like I don't even have the mental capacity to parent. And I'm like, listen, what we going to do is y'all are going to have um, ravioli for dinner. And I'm going to heat that up in the microwave. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to get on your tablet all day, unlimited. And that's the best day of their lives. They love those days. Yeah. And so, you know. But see, I mean, that's good because, I mean, it's in moderation. Also, too, I think that brings up a, a good topic. I don't want to go too deep in it. But, like, you should have those days where you should be able to do that. Like, when you're feeling overwhelmed. I think a lot of people, when they do that, sometimes they fall into, like, mom guilt. Like they feel like, oh, I, sh- you know, I should be doing more. Or, oh, my kids are eating ravioli, and you know, I got them on a tablet. But no, you really need those days yeah, where absolutely. you know you need a break. It's better than uh than locking your kid in the room or or doing something crazy. You know, it yeah. really is. So. What's the li- if listen if if giving your kid tablet two hours a day keeps you sane, then and keeps you from you know going crazy or whatever then by all means give your child that two hours of tablet a day you know and so you also have to know yourself Mm -hmm. you have to know yourself so we're not here to guilt or shame anybody or make anybody feel bad or anything like that so do what you have to do you're parenting and you know what's best for your child but it is something to be mindful of oh definitely yep all right well Let's move into our final topic, which is the lifestyle section. People probably don't even know what that is. This is a song. It's a song by Young Thug and Rich Homie Crime, Free Young Thug, and Rich Homie Quan. <laughs> Young Thug probably did it, and he probably needs to stay in they got jail. That, they got that man on a RICO charge. He been, Man, he been there for a minute. Gunna out, though. I don't even know what RICO is. It's a... It's a it's a whole like case where they like taking in like everything that happened in the past and the history of like whatever like gang organization that you're a part oh, of or wow. like it's a yeah it's he a probably whole, needs to stay in jail then it's a whole thing but anyway yeah um but yeah this is our lifestyle section so today I wanted to talk about something well I, well there's one person I want to talk about really but I just want to talk about we'll just give a little spill and a a big shout out to just women's sports in general. Um, you know, I'm a big WNBA uh, fanboy. I'm a very, I'm an avid fan of the WNBA. My favorite team, Las Vegas Aces. They just uh, made a trip to the White House. Met with Kamala Harris. My because favorite they, team is the Tennessee Billy Goats. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, because they just won a championship previously. So you know, every the champions they always get to visit the White House. My girl Asia Wilson, who's the best player in the WNBA. My yo girl, my you take. got another wife or what? Man, this is my. She's my favorite player in the WNBA. I she just scored. I just kidding. She just dropped fifty three points in the game. That's the. T- that's the. She tied the actual record for the most points in the game. She tied it with Elizabeth Cambage. We love to see it. Yeah, we love to see our women. Anymore. But anyway, yeah, I, mean, I just want to shout out women's sports. But one person in particular I want to talk about today is our girl, Shakari Richardson. Now, the wheat. Yeah, see, that, now I'm I say, now, I just say it. I just say it. I just say Now, if a lot of y'all haven't been really paying attention, um, this past these past like couple weeks were the um, well the World Athletic Championships. They were held in Budapest, and for lack of a better word, Shakari was out there showing out. I mean, like I I, I believe that she broke actually broke a, a hundred meter record, um, but she was has just been showing out. Um, in these races, and it's just so interesting because now, like, she won, she she got the gold for America, okay. um, in these World Athletic Championships, um, and actually it was the first time as she was coming down the track, like in the last in the final race, um, she was racing against her like close competitors was Sharika Jackson and uh, Shirley Ann Fraser Price. 
you know, both they of got them, some names on them, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, both of them race, both of them run for Jamaica. Shelly Ann Fraser Price, she has been running for Jamaica. And all for their a names start with Sh- Sharika, Shakari, and Shirley. Yeah, Shirley, Shirley and Fraser, <laughs> Fraser Price. But anyway, it was one funny thing as they were coming down on track. At, you know, after Shakari won, um, she was just saying like, "Man, that's this is the first time somebody from America has like you know." Uh, has won this like for the women in 100 meters but it's just an interesting thing to see like because now the world is just like you know they're just really just praising her and just like oh yeah you you know you go girl and blah 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 but man it was just two years ago <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. where the world was pretty much against her people were calling her oh, you dumb. know people are flip-floppers yeah people were calling her dumb call, she, she's un, she's just not grateful she's just too cocky and boastful oh you know pride comes before young. the fall she was also young though that and and that's what i'm about to get to because but pride does come before the fall yeah, let's that, not get it twisted that's what i want to get to also because she was she was young she's still young I don't know if a lot of people realize she's only 20. She just turned 23. That's a baby. Just imagine <laughs> this. Just imagine Not a baby. That's a ba- 23. That's a baby. I'm I'm 33 right now. So I'm like 23 Some is a baby. 23-year-olds got like four kids. Your mom had like four kids by 23. Yeah, huh? that was that's crazy of her. I wouldn't have did that. That's crazy. <laughs> but anywho. You're still a baby, huh? Yeah, like what? We babies. We yeah, babies. But, but yeah, I just think that it's just so interesting because, like I said, like, here she is now. She's really having a success. And it's just really, like, it's two things. Number one, like, people are just so finicky and just so wish-washy because when you down and when you not winning, everybody just want to dog you. But now when you breaking records, you know what I mean? And you everybody just, on your side. Yeah, you just doing what you got to do. Oh, oh, yeah. Me too. I've I'm I'm oh, yeah. been a fan forever, girl. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I was not talking about you. Yeah, but also, too, the second part of, uh, of that goes into like just like having grace for people and just like the you know just second chances in in general because what a lot of people also don't know is like you know after she got you know disqualified back in 2020 you know when she had the you know the weed thing or was it 2020 2021 it was 2021 actually when you know she she had the marijuana incident and you know she got disqualified from qualifying for the Olympic team, so on and so forth, there was a lot of things that were going on in her like personal life that I just found to be interesting. Like for example, you know she was raised mostly by I think entirely really by her grandmother, um, and then for one of the races, like she had got news like during the interview, right at the interview after the race, that like her biological mother had passed. You know what I mean? And then after the the marijuana incident when she got disqualified there was just a bunch of other things that came to light of like what she was going through in that time where you know she we found out she was in an abusive relationship you know what i mean we found out like that she was depressed and going through that you know situation that going through that situation as well and so there's just a lot of things that's being the background that a lot of people really don't even think about or even care to think about they don't yeah, want to really give a, grace there's more to the story there's always more to the story that's true yeah you know what i mean and like i just think like man like it's just it's just really on us like as we kind of move through life and just move through you know watching people and and just the things that they go through now there there be some people that just be flat out dead wrong of course or whatnot but man i think that we should just you know really try to practice a little bit of grace a little bit more grace you know what I mean? Because, like I said, in this situation, I mean, we just docked her where we could have just really just broke. People could have just, the world could have just broke her spirit from that first outing. And, you know, when she just didn't do so well. You know what I mean? And now here she is. She's just showing resilience. She came back. She did exactly what she said she was going to do. She said she was going to be back. She was going to be back and going to be better. I'm back and I'm better. That's that hey. Bryson Tiller. You know what I mean? And she came and showed up. You know what I mean? I just think that's just so great. And it's just such, it's just like I said, it's just really a testament just about second chances and mercy. You know Look what I mean? Look at you. And you better preach, boy. No, I mean, it's it's real. It's it's a real deal thing. Like, we just walk through life and we have done so many things, so many mistakes we've made. And God just chooses just to have ever, ever just just mercy upon mercy and just grace upon grace on our lives. You know what I mean? 
And it's just crazy that it's so hard for us to really just carry out that same grace for other people, especially people we don't even know. Like none of us, none of us had even heard of Shakira Richardson until you know I me. Mean, all that incident, those incidents happened, and then everybody just wanted to just turn on her and yeah, you know I mean, just just get get crazy on her. It's just it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is wild when you're in the limelight, though. It's like you know you almost have to carry yourself above reproach. Yeah. You almost do, you know? And so it, it's like, it reminds me of them people that be like, that are celebrity couples and then they cheat. Like, nobody was like, the paparazzi wasn't going to see them. I'm like, hello. Yeah, that's just crazy, though. That's just plum crazy. Yeah, so, it, but no, nope, we got to have grace. You was just talking about that. No, that's <laughs> not. Nah, 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 I, I said, there's some people that is dead wrong, and there's some people get some grace. Okay. Bro, if you cheating in the paparazzi following you, you. But grace is undeserved, so that uh, means okay. they deserve grace as well. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's undeserved stupid, too. Dang, did you hear that laugh I did? <laughs> that was crazy. But anywho, yeah, man, I just I just really wanted to take this time to shout out to Carrie because I just, I think it's just a beautiful thing, and not even just that, like, I loved seeing the unity between her, Sharika Jackson, and Shelly and Fraser Price. Like the after she sisters, we yeah. got on the sisters. yeah, like after like after she won, like they there's just a bunch of photos of them like just embracing each other. Like like I said, Shelly and Fraser Price, she's been racing for Jamaica for so long. She was at one point in time the fastest woman in the world as well. As well. Um, and so just to see her like embrace her and not really look at her as just like girl, you taking my spot and like having that disdain for her, but. Just really embracing her on that track, man. It was just, it was just really a beautiful thing to see, and you know, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping for the best um, for Shakari to come. Like I said, she's only 23, so she just has tremendous upside. She has a lot of life to experience left, um, and yeah, it was just a beautiful thing. So, shout out to my women. Shout out to just women sports in general. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been, a, I think it's been a, it's been a great year for women's sports. Um, so yeah okay well good topic yeah well that was the end for me of of my lifestyle segment all right well it sounds like this has been the crafted podcast it's been the crafted podcast um man like i said we just appreciate you guys for just just sticking with us and listening to us tuning in every week every thursday um that we drop one of these um if you haven't already Man, we just asking that you guys please go ahead and um, if you're on the Apple podcast, um, just to go ahead and rate us, man. Rate us, leave us some comments. Um, if there's subscribe, any subscribe, yeah, subscribe, subscribe to us. If there's any topics that you want to hear or you know something that you want to touch on a little bit, you know that you might you've heard in a past episode and want to go deeper on, man, just let us know in the comment section. Um, and not even just Apple Podcasts, but the Spotify as well. Just anywhere that you're listening to our podcast, um, just reach out to us. You can reach out to us in our social media. Our links are in the bio or in the description for our podcast. You can click on there. Um, and also, I, forget, I always forget to say this. Also, in that same description, every week we post a film of the week and we post a song of the week. Um, so... Because I'm a cinephile over here. Yeah, because I'm a cinephile and I'm a music I'm just file. yeah I am just very <laughs> I'm very much into music. Um, so go ahead and check out uh, the song of the week. Song of the week is going by is by Victoria Monet. Um, love that lady. She's back. She 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 took a little break. She had a kid. Took a little break. Now she back to making music, going on tour, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so check out the song of the week and, and the film of the week. All right. All right. Well, it's been real. Um, As always, God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Until next time.